This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by K-Pop Sunday before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Onyx, Min, and JR. Today we're going to talk about Infinite. Before we go into a really deep dive on all their history, we'll just do a little take back on our last episode because some of the stuff we talked about in very early December came true and we didn't expect them to. So we should just address that because that was our last episode. If you didn't listen to our hopes and dreams for 2020, you should definitely go back to the last episode and listen to it. But here are some of the things that actually came true. So as Min said, our first episode of the year was recorded on December 7th of 2019. So since then, a few of our predictions and hopes have been confirmed, and we'd like to talk about those real quick. On December 31st of 2019, Lehigh announced that she had officially left YG. As far as we know, she has not signed on with a new agency, but we are super excited for what she does next because she didn't release that much music while she was under YG, so hopefully she'll have a few more releases now that she's departed the agency. Because her music was fantastic. The little she released, it was great. Agreed. We briefly mentioned that we wanted BTS to have a comeback in the coming year of 2020, and they were confirmed for a February 21st comeback, so I'm sure Onyx is quite happy about that. Yeah, it's it got of, I'm getting close to winning bingo already in January because of it. Oh, look at that. (laughs) I made a bingo card to see how many of my predictions would be true. Oh my goodness, you should put it on Twitter so people can see what you're talking about. We also mentioned Blackpink, and there's discussion about a comeback back for them but nothing has been confirmed as is the norm for YG Entertainment but there's still time so we'll see what happens with that. On January 2nd, Brown Eyed Girls released a single, and this is actually their first new song in four years. They did release, was it an album, Min, that had a couple of remakes on it, but none of the songs were original. Yeah, both Wonder Woman and the ballad that has slipped my mind were covers as far as I know. Right, so this was a brand new single, which was really cool. But didn't have an MV, very sad. Yeah, that's just audio. So that's... Another hope we're adding on to this year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, going on to CL, she ended up releasing a bunch of singles in December after the episode was recorded. And Min, you really enjoyed those, right? Yeah, they were all very good. And I'm so happy to see her make music again, especially One and Only is my favorite. It's the best. Please go listen to it if you haven't already. (laughs) Uh, We're very happy for her and for Min. (laughs) Yay. Yes. And then finally, we didn't actually mention this, I believe, in the Hopes and Predictions episode, but we did mention a few episodes before that. We were talking about N Flying and how Dong Song had acted as their bassist while they were on tour in Japan, I believe. And it was announced at the very beginning of January that he is going to be the newest addition to the group, and we are all very very excited for that. That also hopefully means that we'll get a comeback soon so we can see his talents on display, but nothing has been said about that as of now. So yeah. I've also noticed that the N-Flying community, when the last Magne joined, and like the fans immediately took to him and were like, welcome! And with the new member, same attitude, positive of Welcome! Because with a lot of times when there's a new member joining, there's a lot of, oh no, we don't need you. But I love with the two additions and Fine has had yeah. every single time. We're hoping for more members of Honesty to make their way into different groups in FNC. Did you call them Honesty? Isn't that what they're called? <laughs> no, it's Honeyest. <laughs> I'll be real. 
I've only seen it written down. Never heard it said out loud before. Anyway, my apologies. But we're hoping that it's more cool. of the members it's get cool. circulated into different groups. Just because yeah. it kind of blows when a group gets broken up. But I just love how the End Flying fans, like the members have been very open and like, yay, we got you. And then the fans have been the same way. Right, right. So I'm very happy. So yeah, that's all for the predictions and hopes that came true. We'll move on to the infinite part of the episode. Okay, so let's talk about Infinite. Currently, they are a six-member boy group under Wulim Entertainment, consisting of Songyu, Uhyun, L, although he recently left the company, but not technically the group, Donggu, Songyo, and Sungjong. They originally debuted with the seventh member, Hoya, but he left in 2017. Also, big disclaimer, this is our first time attempting this format of discussion, so we're going to be working out a lot of the kinks. If we make mistakes, uh, just know that we are still learning and trying to find the best way to get this info across, because this is a very strange thing, but we all want to do it, and if you guys like it, we have a couple lined up that we would just love to dive into, and we would also take suggestions. So, let's jump into it. Let's talk about pre-debut. So, not every single member has a pre-debut story. L and Sungyun were the ones that I personally couldn't really find much about their pre-debut. But we figured out that both Dongwo and Hoya, both of them were former JYP trainees before dropping out or being moved over to Wulim Entertainment. Supposedly, Sungkyo joined Wulim Entertainment sometime around 2008-2009. He had previously tried to join YG Entertainment but didn't pass the additions, and he supposedly got recommended to apply to Vulim by the dude that produces the group Nell. So he went to his interview with a lot of stomach pains and managed to say to his interviewers that if you don't pick me, you're gonna regret it. Following this, he was rushed to the hospital and had to get surgery for his stomach. <laughs> so when he got out of hospital, he found out that he had been accepted. <laughs> Now that is memorable. That is a memorable audition. Yes. The reason why I say supposedly is because I've heard or I've read this story a couple of different places, but I haven't found a like really good source for it. But it's such a good story. How can you leave it out? I love that. I'm going to accept that as fact, even if it isn't. It's pretty funny. So if any of you know where this story actually comes from, if you said it in an interview or a real life that we didn't find, please tell us. I just also want to say that some of our sources are taken from Korean interviews and real lives that we have found, and none of us professionally speak Korean. Like, some of us can kind of read Korean and understand it. One of us even lives in Korea, so she kind of has to read and understand Korean, um, but... Yes. If our translations might be a bit off, we tried our best. So, in a V-Live, Wuyun told the story about how he became a member of Wulim Entertainment. He was called by a CEO that he wanted to apply for late one night to have a meeting about him. So he went to a cafe in Seoul, and then he, alongside the CEOs, went to another bang, and they said that his singing lacked a lot of emotion. And he was then later sent to a hotel, and he was very sure this was all a big-ass scam. <laughs> but it wasn't, and he was later signed by Willem Entertainment. This was just such a weird 
weird story. Yeah, and we will link this like transcription of the V-Live along with all our other sources so you can read it for yourself. But it's a pretty weird story and there's no wonder why he thought it was all a scam. But yeah, after he got signed, he initially wanted to be a solo singer, but his... CEO said that an idol group would be more fitting for him. So that's how he ended up in Infinite. And he really enjoyed it, which was good. Not at first, though. He was a little bit sad about joining an idol group, it said in the article. But yeah, because he wanted to be like a Nell type artist, not like an idol, mm-hmm. I think. But he joined and it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> the last member to join the group was Songyul, who in 2009, he was actually an extra in the dramas Everybody Chacha and Good Job, Good Job. He was supposedly also an extra in Boys Over Flowers, but I couldn't find any definite source for that. After his short time as working as a drama extra, he joined Fulham Entertainment and then debuted alongside the other members. But while they were all trainees, all of the members by 2010 had joined Volume Entertainment and been put in to a group to train to become Infinite, basically. The first time they were all seen together working on a project was in early February of 2010, when they were shown in a video alongside Epic High and having made a cheering song called Tomorrow for the Korean team in the 2010 Winter Olympics. And then later the same year, all the members featured in the Epic High music video for the single run. Most of the members were portrayed as the band members behind Epic High while they were rapping, and also in their live performances they were still pretending to be the band, and both Hoya and Dongwu were part of the background dancers in Epic High's live performances of Run. And for the record, Epic High was under Wollum Entertainment at this time, just to let everybody know, since we've mentioned them quite a few times already. <laughs> yeah, because Epic High was under YG for a time, weren't they? Yes. Most recently, before I think they have their own agency now? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, they've been under a couple of agencies. So the very last thing Infinite did before their debut was that in April, their eminent show, You're My Opa or You're My Brother, was released and it was hosted by Tablo and Minthra Jin from Epic High. And the show was all about the Infinite members living together and taking in a little sister. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but who is currently a member of Lovelies. U-G-A. Yes. She was their little sister. Aww. And it was very cute. I did not make the connection until you just said that. (laughs) Yeah, it took, I think it was three or four years after You're My Oppa was released that she debuted in Lovelies. So it was a long time after, but she has been under Wulim for a long time. Wow, really long time. She must have been young. Oh yeah. And then they debuted. Yes. And so they debuted on June 9th, 2010 with the track Come Back Again from their first EP, First Invasion, which had a total of six tracks. So their debut song was Come Back Again, and it has two music videos. The first one is very exciting, but also extremely messy because everything is going on. They are dancing in suits with bow ties. They're in a limo. They have superpowers. They find a dog. But then the second version of the music video is just a dance version. And keep in mind that around 2010, it was still uncommon for groups to release just a choreography video so that people could look at like the full choreography without like all the camera angles that you get from music shows, which makes it so much easier to learn choreography. But 
but this was still relatively new, so they called it version 1 and version 2. And as for the track itself, it has got a really great beat. It's a dance track. So if you like to do cardio workouts, like you need to have this song somewhere in your playlist. The dancing is very fun, but also complex. So if you want to attempt it, it's more difficult than it looks. So do not underestimate it. Also, the way that they use all seven members with their blocking, very effective. I highly recommend you get a look at that. Also, the lyrics, this is true for about 90% of their title tracks are where they don't don't have the best of luck with love. The love always leaves them. Most of their title tracks, that's the story. And also, the debut showcase for this was held at the CGV Art Hall at Yongung Po's Times Square, and 250 people uh, attended who applied through the fan cafe, but the fan cafe kind of shut down due to too much traffic. Well, it didn't really shut down. It just kind of collapsed. Not collapsed. What's the word? It went down. It went down. Not as in like it got shut down. It just went down. They also had dance battles, acapella covers, and they gave fans some special time with them. Also, kind of important thing about this first EP is that Epic High also helped on a track. The lyrics to Wings, Nage, which is the fourth track on there, were written by Tablo and Mithra Jin, which also contributed to the sixth track, Trust. So those guys worked on two tracks on this EP, which, like, those are two pretty big names to get with you. So kudos to Infant for getting that. The other big track that was on that EP was She's Back. This MV, once again, has the return of dogs and snacking and playing at the beach slash pool, but it's kind of like a slow dance track. Yeah, it it was very exciting debut. So they are very eye-catching. Very good debut. So then they released their next EP in January. And before I jump into it, just wanted to let you know, we are not covering every single release and every single track they've ever released because... They debuted in 2010. It's 2020. That's about 10 years worth of content. That's a lot of content. Especially since they release stuff regularly. So I'm just going to be pulling out key ones that like you gotta know. Like it's important. Their second EP came out in January 2011 called Evolution. And the big track you need to know from it is BTD. Before the Dawn. The reason why is that the track is great. Very angsty, like they're fighting. Very great. The music video was controversial though because it had violence. It had punches, some kicks. There was more people falling over out of breath and wandering around places that are probably not up to modern building codes. And at the end, like there's a Gregorian chant, which is really awesome. Like I was not expecting it really nice. But another reason why I really want to mention it is that there's a part in the choreography where they do the scorpion. It is probably the best use of scorpion as a whole group with how they placed it in the song that I've seen in K-pop. And I just highly recommend it. It's just, ooh, yes, please. So later in 2011, they also had their, they released a single for their first soundtrack from Welcome to Convenience Store called Always Open. I don't know if anyone's a big drama fan besides JR, but yeah, give it a listen. Watch the show. Tell me how it goes. Then they released their first single album in March called Inspirit, which is the name of their fans. And the big track you need to know is Nothing's Over. The reason why I want to mention this is because it's about a cute DJ getting hit on the head with a ring and his friends literally break through the walls to try to make him feel better. Very chill. You need to listen to it. Very chill. 
So up until this next point we are going to talk about, they had three releases come out over a span of about a year and a half. And then in July of 2011, they released their first album, which was called Over the Top. They promoted for a while, and then on September 1st, 2011, the boys got their first ever music show in on M Countdown with the title track, Be Mine. Onyx, can you tell us a little bit about Over the Top? This one is about a friend going through heartbreak and wanting to take responsibility for them. This is a very high-energy aerobic dance track. The music video has a lot of white and black with colors that pop at times. There's a very, very long car wreck, and people are getting, like, there's gunshots going around, like, to, like, a TV, and everyone's ignoring it. Very interesting. So you'd need to watch this music video because it's really weird. So around 2016, early 2017, I'm really into Infinite. They're one of my favorite groups. And I had Be Mine as my ringtone. And my niece was only probably five months old at the time. And we were on a car ride to my sister's apartment and my niece started crying and we were trying to console her and all this stuff and it wasn't really working. And I think my mom called me at that time or something like that. And my phone went off and Be Mine started playing the chorus of it. And my niece immediately stopped crying. And we were like, oh, interesting. (laughs) So for a good probably six, seven months after the fact, if she would start crying, we would play the song and she would stop crying. So... (laughs) She she's a very young Infinite fan, but no, nonetheless, it was just really cute. I was like, oh, she's crying. I get to play Be Mine now. Like it was, <laughs> it's the most adorable thing. Yeah, and I have I have I have videos of her like bouncing to it and stuff like that. She just she really liked it as a child. Oh, <laughs> so. And another notable moment in Infinite's history is their Japanese debut, which happened on November 19th, 2011, with their first Japanese album, Koi no Ochiru Toki. It had the tracks BTD, Be Mine, and She's Back. And something that I really like about Infinite is that with a lot of artists, when they transfer their work over from Korea to other countries, sometimes the translations don't sound right. Like, they don't really sound like like a natural flow. But with Infinite's, it's like... Whoever did the translating tried to make it sound like it's a song, not just, oh, look, I sent words over. So if you're someone who actually speaks Japanese like I do, and you can kind of hear the difference and it bugs you, Infinite's one of those groups that you can trust in. So I highly recommend that you listen to their stuff on that. The following year, in 2012, specifically on May 15th, Infinite released Infinitize? Infinitize. Infinitize, with the main single, The Chaser. This is one of their more important singles, because on June 14th, they won their first Triple Crown, as in winning at number one on three different music shows for three weeks? That thing? This was the very first time they had gotten a Triple Crown, and it was for The Chaser. And by the end of 2012, Billboard announced in their like year-end k-pop chart that the chaser was their top k-pop song of the year also in 2012 sungyu debuted on november 19th with his album another me this went on to top guy on charts and the title track was called 60 seconds and the music video featured fellow member l as the main protagonist on their fourth ep the bi- the gr- entire group sings it really it's like oh Oh, yes. yeah, I think I heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's Like, great. usually, because all songs, you don't have, like, like, usually it's like, oh, yes, me on my own. It's like, surprise. 
We're all here and we love your track, friend. We support you. Then on January 11th of 2013, Infinite H, the H standing for hip hop, which consisted of Dongwu and Hoya, released Fly High. This went on to peak at number five at the Guyon Weekly chart, and they have features from Zion T, Gecko, and Bumkey on it. Fly High was not the first Infinite H duo song, because in 2011, on the Over the Top album, Hoya and Dongwu released Crying, which was a single off of that, and this was before the two of them were even officially a unit. I also want to mention that since Hoya has left Infinite completely, Infinite H is no longer a subunit, unfortunately. Following 2012, we're gonna skip away to the end of 2013. On August 9th, they kicked off their very first world tour called Infinite First World Tour One Great Step. <laughs> Great title. Yes. And following this tour in 2013 and in 2014, they managed to win a total of four different awards at the Mnet. Asian Music Awards, including Best Male Group and Best Dance Performance. Very nice. Then in May 2014, they came out with their second Korean album called Season 2, which was when you started seeing a progression of members contributing to their albums. This was also an album that was full of solo member tracks. This was when Infinite F had tracks in there. They're technically a vocal group, but the F stands for face. Yes. The main track that you need to know about is Last Romeo, which is very bright dance, but the song is about love and fighting to protect it. The music video is very dark with people running around with too many lights, also like a lot of candles, and then Big Ben is sunken into their dance floor, and there's bookshelves and arms reaching through each other, and people are dramatically falling. So, very interesting. You need to check it out. Going back a few months before season two came out, in March of 2014, a new subunit was created, and this time, it not only included an infinite member, but also a member from an entirely different agency. Wuhyun and Key of Shiny came together to create the subunit called Two Heart. They are known for being pretty good friends in the industry, and they made their debut on March 10th with the title track Delicious. They went on to win the popularity award at the Golden Disc Awards in 2015 even though this is the only EP that they have ever released. Then in July, they came out with the second reissue, Be Back, with the track Back, which is a ballad, psych, it's actually a dance song. The lyrics are about are very sad about wanting a girl back, but then asking the girl to save him. And the music video is them as a group trying to go fight to save a kidnapped girl. And as it typically goes, they get beaten up. That's one of my favorites, actually. It's got a really catchy hook, too. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Then in May of 2015, Sungyu made a comeback with his EP 27. This went on to hit number one on the weekly album charts, and it had two title tracks. One, The Answer, and the second one being Control. That is Control with a K, by the way. The Answer eventually got two music wins, which were also his first ever solo music wins, and he went on to win the Rock Award at the 2015 Melon Music Awards for his solo work. Now we need to talk about their fifth EP, Reality, which came out in July 2015 and had seven tracks. The main track you need to know about is bad no and it's not bad as in like that's the song title uh the music video has very creative sets and there are clones in there but the lyrics are a big yikes 
very bad relationship with the girl. And the track itself is very dramatic and angsty, but the hook is very catchy. It's so yes. good. And it's actually one of my favorite tracks from them. Mm-hmm. I want to mention that the music video also has a 360 version that you can watch on right. your phone or whatever. And you can mm-hmm. like kind of move the screen around and see what's happening around them. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Very fancy. In August of 2015, Infinite kicked off their second world tour called with a very catchy name, 2015 Infinite Second World Tour Infinite Effects. And towards the end of the year, Infinite's Showtime reality TV show was also released. And that was what they did in 2015. After the end of Infinite Showtime and their tour and all of that, there was some downtime for the group itself. But Woohyun came out with his debut solo album called Right dot 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 and all of the physical albums were sold out before it was even released which was really cool and out of the six tracks he ended up writing three okay let's talk about their six ep which also has seven tracks with more members in the credits it came out in september called infinite only so the main track you need to know about is the eye the track itself is about a breakup song, basically. It starts with a lot of interesting instrumentals. It has a great beat, and it's just a very weird standout song. Like, like it is my favorite from Infinite. The MV is very concerning because there's a member who has a bag on his head. Another member is dragging another member from the light. There's a table. But I would absolutely watch just, like, a whole storyline about this. Like, I'd watch a whole movie about it. In my opinion, it is the weirdest track they've released, but it's fascinating. Like, it it really stands out. So if you're going to listen to only one Infinite song, please listen to this one. So from the release of The Eye up until Hoya's departure from the group, there are no other releases in the middle of that mostly because they are a more established group and they don't have to be making comebacks as frequently as they did before. So The Eye is the last comeback that Hoya participated in because on August 30th, 2017, it was announced that he was leaving Woolem and Infinite in order to pursue his solo activities. He eventually made his musical debut and he went on to act in a few dramas and he also had his official solo debut as an artist on March 28th, 2019 with Shower. Their third Korean album, although technically their sixth album in general, came out in January 2018 called Top Speed. And that's actually the latest full album. This one featured three solo single tracks on there. But the main track you need to know is Tell Me, which is a chill dance track. The music video is mainly just like a funhouse looking place. But then there's also a tree that's really pretty, but it's connected to a spaceship and there's a light and... There's someone riding around on a bike. It's about missing and wanting somebody to come back. So that's the main track that you need to know about, besides of obviously the three solos. And they actually got a couple of music wins with that title track, which I saw a lot of In Spirits were really happy about it. Because like I said, they are an older group and they were just happy they still had the power, I guess, to take in music show wins. Following the top speed release, Sungyu made his third ever solo release with 10 stories. The title track of that is called True Love, and he got two music show wins, and he also had a solo concert for the album, and that sold out in three days, and he eventually had to add more days to it. On the last day of that concert, he actually announced that he was enlisting, and that was, of course, in 2018, and just recently, on January 8th, he was discharged from the army, and he's back, so I want a new album, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens with that. (laughs) Album and L, please. (laughs) Yes. 
So then let's talk about the last release that they made, which was in 2019, called Clock. It's a single that only had five members in it, and the Korean and Japanese versions came out very similarly, like around the same time. The lyrics are about wanting to see someone again. It's a ballad track, but with enough energy to boogie. The music video has like a lot of symbolism with phones and rooms and also red strings. It's very it's very chill compared to like their usual stuff and like and there's no choreography being shown in the music video, which is very unusual for Infinite. We didn't actually mention this, but for a long time they were considered the pinnacle of choreography. Right. They they were they were described as having knife-like moves. I think that is what I've most often seen said about them. Yeah. So, on August 18th, 2019, Elle's contract with Woolum Entertainment expired, and he decided to leave Woolum. Even though he has left, he is still continuing to be a member of Infinite. Though he is born in 1992, so he is very likely to go into the military this year. There haven't been any current group activities, but Sungyu is out of the military? Yeah, he just got discharged. So hopefully he'll release a solo album at some point soon. Though it will probably be a while until the group is back together at full. But Sungyul, Wooyun, Dongwoo, and eventually Sungyung? Sungong? Sungjong? Yes. Will also be out of the military, so maybe there will be a subunit at some point. But we have to wait for L to finish his military service before a full group will happen again. And 2020 is also their 10 year anniversary, which I think we've mentioned a couple of times now. <laughs> Even if Infinite aren't the most well known K pop group right now, they have really influenced a lot of the K pop groups that we see today, mostly in dance, but also in the music that they make, and we really do hope that they will continue to make a lot of great music in the following years. There's been a lot of things that we haven't mentioned, because we can't mention everything or else this episode would go on for hours and hours, (laughs) but if you want to see our sources, we will of course link them, and let's jump over to the answer to last week's question of the day. In the previous episode, I asked how much money on average it costs for SM to train an upcoming idol. The answer is an incredible $3 million. Make sure to listen to the next episode for another trivia question. For the song of the day, January 19th, back in 2004, the R&B duo Shine debuted with the album Shine 01. They had two title tracks, the single Too Late and the ballad S.O.S. Too Late is a really wonderful R&B, slightly more upbeat, dancey type song, but it's it's a 2004 song. It's very 2000s, and it's absolutely wonderful. Shine's vocals were great, and you should really check them out as well. Thanks for giving us a listen. If you liked this episode, then we ask that you like, follow, subscribe, and tell your friends about us. You can find more of our content on our Twitter, at KpopSunbase, or on our Tumblr pages, which will be in the show notes. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.